0: celebrating the connection with our pets this is animal radio featuring veterinarian dr debbie white groomer joey villani news director Lori brooks and now from the red barn studios here are your hosts Hal Abrams, and Judy Francis.
1: And your dream team of experts. Let us not forget Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. Blotty, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. The dog father, Joey Volani. Animal communicator, Joey Turner. And horse expert, Ernie Rodino, all here today. Coming up in just a few minutes, we're also going to talk to Doug Gray from the Marshall Tucker Band. Well, what's the deal with him? Is he an animal lover? Why is he coming on the show?
2: He's an animal lover. He's got some cats. Cats? He's a, big, he's a Persian cat
1: guy. Persian. I just don't picture him as a Persian I cat I know.
2: Guy. huh? I can't wait to talk to him.
1: But uh, that'll be a flashback to the 70s for me, at least. I remember the song, Can't You See? remember that? Sure you do. Oh, right. see, I heard it in the love song is mine. Everybody has their favorite Marshall Tucker Band song. He'll be joining us in just a few minutes right here on Animal Radio.
3: And Joey Villani, what will you be talking about? Smelly-faced dogs, you know, really stinky faces and how to deal with it quick and easy and get rid of the staining, and we move on from there. If you have a smelly-faced dog, and this will work on your husband, too. If
1: he's a smelly-faced husband, this tip, I believe, is kind of universal. You can use it all. Or
4: Smelly Cat. Smelly, smelly Cat. cat. Yeah. Smelly Cat. It's not
5: That's
1: all home. on the way here. If you want to get in touch with anyone of the Dream Team, one 405 8405 to connect right now. Let's go to Ron. Hey, Ron, how are you doing?
6: Okay, how are you? Good. Vlad is
7: right here. What's up with your dog?
6: Oh, I have a German <laughs> Shepherd that I got directly from the breeder as a puppy. Run, 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 yeah. run,
7: run. Run, run. Stop, stop, please. If you were the woman, I would kiss you right now. No, oh, no, not because- again. <laughs> No, because he's a German Shepherd You cannot find a better person in the world to talk about this So go ahead, Ron, I love you already
6: So I love my German Shepherd Uh, She's adorable, she's about two years old Ordinarily all the animals in the house bond with my wife All the previous dogs we've had And German Shepherd is a whole new breed for me and our family And the German Shepherd has bonded to me I I guess I'm presumably the alpha
7: German Shepherd is a one-man dog normally
6: We've had some aggression issues. We, she did have some early training with, uh, you know, some specialized training where people, they train SWAT dogs and all that kind of stuff. So she oh, had that, a. Oh,
7: that doesn't sound good.
6: Yeah, so she had like two days of light training, but then my wife says, "No, that's not good." You know, so we she's stopped right.
7: That. Woman was always so wiser than men. Go ahead.
6: Uh, so, but the dog is just completely adorable. Level, but but the first time something happened is when I went away for a weekend. And she was so excited to see me. She just, uh, you know, like, lovably, you know, uh, just jumped at me with her mouth open and just, you know, put a little, you know, poke in me. Not, no big deal. I was like,
8: oh! <laughs>
7: oh shit, <I> <laughs> no big deal. Put a little poke to me. If my Mika would do it to me, she would be, I don't know, she would be kicked out of the house the next day. Come on! Oh my oh, gosh. I,
6: I, I know, but, but, the, the, and then, uh, but what happens more so than that, she or freaks out easily you know if everything's quiet and all of a sudden uh... somebody comes into the home you yeah, she know surprises anybody or my wife goes from the bathroom to another room and makes a noise when she, the dog's asleep and all of a sudden uh... Andi, Andi, what her name? She goes... Rrow, 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 you know. Yeah,
7: goes, I, I mean, I mean like, because you condition your dog to be a KGB in your household you know? Like yeah, a,
6: like, we don't want it to be that way but...
7: But they have a natural instinct to be that way I'm pretty sure in the very beginning when he just was barking a little bit because you already told me that you had no experience to deal with um, German shoppers before. And German shoppers are very special dogs. It's like almost like a human's. Uh there is a second on the smarter level after poodles, uh which is poodles considering to be the most smarter. I'm not sure why because their head a brain a little bit smaller than shoppers, so I guess <laughs> something <laughs> what well, that's you our, don't have a poodle. Our, other
6: dog. our other dog is a spoo.
7: Okay, oh, so that's, that's what the a spoo is football. about now. Okay, let, let me let me stick to the, to, to the point uh, yes. because I always get in trouble with producer when I just uh, talk too much. <laughs> Here is what it is, my friend uh, regarding the second part, it is uh, a logical continuation of the first one. You have a German shopper in your household who you allow in the beginning to be very excited. She start to bark when somebody knock on your door. She start to bark when she she heard something noises. And you, as the millions of people who are listening right now, were thinking, "Well, that's okay. That's what that's what the dogs do. That's feel me better, secure. What they those people." For, forgot to understand this is not the Russia. In Russia, if you dog bite someone or scare someone, neighbors, whatever, you can give a couple of bottles of vodka and dealt with that. In America, especially in California, we have more lawyers than dogs. As the pet expert, I participate in the court hearing as the expert witness a lot. And uh, uh, attorneys like the way how I put the things. No signs, just, you know, plain and the jury loves it. So, the thing is, you don't want to be even close to what i see the people get in trouble in this country which is so happy society you can you as a pet owner can get in trouble even somebody get in your house and try to rob you and after that you don't go bite, you're still gonna get sued because i had those cases and the people said we just we were drunk we just we just uh you know uh, it was a different house we thought it's a our house or my friend house whatever listen my best advice for you, if you have a German shopper, you have to do beyond and above that German shopper would have like a stupid lab attitude, loves everyone, thinks everyone is a good guy and wants to have a peace with everyone. That's it. How would you do that? Number one, I would do no barking policies what so? Ever. No barking policies. It can be enforced through different ways. You can stop the dog from barking from the objects flying through the air. Not chairs, not tables, not something really heavy. Let's say penny cans, uh, Coca-Cola, Pepsi-Cola with uh, five, six pennies inside. And i got to it sharp. Color. Okay. Uh, the bark color, the thing is, it's like, uh, can be bad, can be good. Uh, the dog needs to know you're the one who doesn't want to bark. Listen, it will take me a lot of time to explain you, but everything what I say yes. comes from the pack. In the pack mentality, is the same. If two dogs behind the fence, intruder coming, one dog goes after another dog. That's the dog telling another dog, stay away. It's not your business. You have to tell your dog, it's not your business to be a police officer. That is why you need to be the one who, insert those corrections. If you want to do as far as electronic colors, you got a bit electronic colors, but you got to push the button and not allow itself to bark. Okay? That one is not going to work for you. You should scream. uh, And after push the button. And uh, you need to do it with the high power in the beginning and after go down. And never... Never uh, do it in the little increments up, otherwise you're gonna you know you will desensitize the dog. This is the un- okay. unlike anything on other things. I feel a little uncomfortable to talk because it's required professionals who would be next to you and show you how to do this. But my general guideline this would be you gotta it's called counter conditioning. Make your dog like what the dog hates. It means whatever people comes to you, put your dog in the crate first before opening the door. Make sure your dog is quiet, allow the people come in and feed your dog through the crate. With the hot dogs, a sausage, a Polish kalbasa, whatever you can get. They are good cops. You are the bad cop. Invite every relative, every friend. Organize pizza party. 10, 20 people uh, per de Sunday coming in. Your dog barks. You, you stop it, you put her in the crate, she barked in the crate, you snap the crate, you stop it, you're bad cop. The people are good cops. That's where you will counter condition her like a doorbell to the, you know, they will look at the people as the positive. And uh, strict obedience is very important. Your dog must know reinforced obedience to do anything in the time when she would rather not. Remember, dogs listen us when nothing better to do.
4: Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. A disagreement about dogs at a wedding left four people shot, including the bride and groom. Although 50 people attended the outdoor Arkansas wedding, the details are still sketchy. Authorities said the shooting happened moments after Melissa Smith and Mike Beavers took their vows along Piney Creek in rural Pope County. Smith the Bride said the shooting began after Patrick Paul Duvall's dog started fighting with her dog, who was a guest at the wedding. Duvall was not a guest and didn't know the couple. The dog fight started a human fight which ended up with twenty nine year old Duvall shooting the bride and groom, plus two other guests. Three of the guests were driven to the police station in the back of a pickup truck while police found a fourth victim at the site of the wedding." Patrick Paul Duvall now faces four counts of first-degree felony battery, each of which carries a maximum prison sentence of 20 years and a $15,000 fine. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio.
9: Hi, it's Alan Cable with another dog tip. Change is stressful for you, so imagine how it is for your dog. Things like moving to a new place or moving in with someone. And yeah, how about bringing home that new baby? When you do that, you're adding a new member to the pack. A lot of folks bring a new baby home and actually shut their dogs out. Give them less attention. Get anxious when the dog moves close to the baby. The dog will associate the baby with negative feelings, and your anxious energy will make the dog feel unstable. You don't want that, so let's talk about bringing that new baby home. First, as always, you want the dog to know that the baby Baby is higher in the pack order. You want to teach your dog to respect the baby, and you do this with space. Well, and what does that mean? The baby has a space the dog's not allowed into, like a nursery. You know your baby's coming, the dog doesn't. So when you set up your nursery, it's a great idea not to let your dog in that room. Long before the baby comes home, you're telling the dog that the baby is higher in the pack order. You teach your dog that that room's off limits. Try to keep the same structure you had before. If you take your dog on walks, and you should, keep doing it, but do it with the baby. You can even practice with an empty stroller before the baby comes home. And remember, the dog walks behind the stroller or at your side, never in front. When you enter your house, you're always in front of the dog. Since you're carrying the baby, that again reinforces that the baby is higher in the pack order. Now, once you have your baby, have a member of your family bring one of the baby's t-shirts home. It's got the baby's scent all over it. Put it on the floor, but don't let your dog get near it. Trust me, he can smell it fine from a couple of feet away. After that, you can pick it up and let him get a little closer, but don't let him touch it. Then just go throw it on the floor in the nursery. Again, this is teaching space and respect. Now, the day you bring the baby home, you want to be calm and confident. And you also want to make sure your dog's real tired out before you do it. Have somebody take him for a long walk or play with him. A tired dog is a calm dog. Act like you've come home with the baby a million times before. No big deal. You're calm and confident. And never let your dog invade your space or the baby's. With just a little thought and planning, your dog will give your baby space and respect
0: Need a fix of the good stuff? Get more Animal Radio with the free Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. It's
1: Animal Radio, celebrating our connection with our pets. Bring your pets around the radio. Actually, have a, another show going on. It's it's real high frequency show that only your pets can hear as we do our show. So they'll enjoy it too. Bring them around the radio, if you will. 1-866-405-8405. We have another call. For this is for Doctor Debbie, right? Yes, it is. And we have awesome. Kathleen. Hi, Kathleen.
10: Hi. How are you?
1: Good. Where are you calling from today?
10: Jacksonville, Florida.
1: I love Jacksonville. Beautiful place. Beautiful weather. Yes, it is. So what's going on with your animal?
10: Well, I have my dog, Misha. She's she's about three years old. Um, She's totally housebroken, has been for a very, very long time. And I was visiting my mom down in St. Augustine Beach, and Misha started in the middle of the night, 3.30 in the morning, she started crying. And she was just very upset and kind of doing this wookie talk like she's looking for attention. And all of a sudden, just peed on the bed. This mm-hmm. is not a dog. Who, she she has had a history of bladder infections, but this one just cleared up with anti- antibiotics in twelve hours. And, and how many she,
11: bladder infections has she had over time?
10: Let's see. The first year that I had her, three of them, and then we got her onto the uh, science diet food that's okay. specific for you know CD or whatever. And then okay. the vet thought you know she'd been well for several years now and that we could try to take her off it well this happened within two months of changing the food to a cheaper brand i'm just wondering if it's if that could have been a coincidence maybe because she's in a strange place or if you think it, it could have been a another recurrent bladder infection that kind of came and went that fast just by changing out that food
11: now during the time she was on that diet had she had any mm-hmm. urinary tract infections did not Ooh, yeah i mean yeah you know.
10: i mean it kind of seems like duh but at the same yeah. time <laughs> at the same time it was uh it was almost like too quick on on changing the food almost that it it i don't know and then it, now it, the did antibiotics they get a, cleared it up in a matter of six to 12 hours
11: okay now did they get a urine sample at that time
10: not
11: able to. Oh, darn. Because that would be great. Yeah. I mean, that would be the evidence we need to prove this. Um, but I'd say it is suspicious because any time, any diet that a pet is on, when we're talking about trying to control urine environment, mm-hmm. um, there are some pets that pH can really play a role in um, crystal formation and urinary tract right. infection. So any diet, when you switch that, um, the pH may change in that urine environment is going to change so yeah we we could be setting up for some problems and she may be telling you gosh mom you know i do need a um a therapeutic diet to help manage this problem but i would say yeah i would oh i would love that evidence and i'd love to get that urine sample because then i think you could kind of maybe either ease your mind or know with more um accuracy yeah about that. she's
10: just so skittish sometimes it's hard to get near her when she's going <laughs> a couple years ago we put her through the needle biopsy part where they stuck uh-huh. the needle in and and they pulled it out, and they um, they did find some crystals in it then, which is why we did the CD. Mm-hmm. But she's not showing any sign of any kind of problem now. For so long, I thought it might be safe to try, mm-hmm. and uh, this it came on. It was yeah. The well, it wasn't I- even a month, I and mean, it was immediate. Uh huh. And I, I don't
11: blame you for trying there. I mean, cause, I mean, realistically, everyone wants to find something that works. And then if you don't need it anymore, you know, you wouldn't want to give it. But, um, yeah. for me, I would definitely say, yeah, a urine sample. And it might not be a bad idea for a, for a kid that's had a problem in the past with recurrent urinary infections. You know, getting that sterile sample would be important. And, you know, it wouldn't be overkill to check an x-ray to make sure we don't have anything like a bladder stone that's just kind of lurking yeah. there. Because definitely something with bladder stones, they can cause some little micro trauma to the bladder wall. And I've had dogs right. that have lived with them for years. And then we pick them up as a, oops, we're taking an x ray because the dog was vomiting. And then they have this ugly stone in their bladder. And then, you know, we go, wow, this dog never complained about any kind of urine problem. Um, but yeah, so some of these things can be kind of sneaky in that way. So, um, yeah, two, if you, I
10: guess two and a half years ago, and in fact, we did uh, CT, we did ultrasound. We did um, Good. all kinds of stuff, just trying to find out what was going on. So there, there were some uh, tiny, small evidence of very small crystals, but then it, it just seemed to go away with this with this diet. And vet thought it might be might be safe to try her on on something else. And uh, I just I thought maybe it could have been environment because she was she's not used to being at my mom's. I had her in a strange place, and she's skittish anyway, so. Mm-hmm. I, I just thought I'd try to maybe get another another opinion on it.
11: Yeah. No, so right now, what food is she eating?
10: Oh, science diet. I love my dog. I would I'd put her on the science diet immediately. You put her back on the diet. Okay. I would any problem. I, I would never, ever take a chance. Okay. I, well, I normally wouldn't take a chance anyway, but I to try trying to save money because, you know, it's tough out there. Sure.
11: <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and even I'd if never, you can't get a... A sterile sample at the veterinary office. Um, you know, if she's calmer with you around and she's not pee shy, um, you know, once she's settled, you know, back on that seedy diet, um, it would be worthwhile to at least get a clean urine catch. And kind of like you know, we go to the doctor's office and they, they have a whole process. They tell you when you get a clean urine sample, so we can try our best at home to collect a urine sample from our pets. And with uh, with the advent of you know those throwaway Tupperware containers or some great throwaway plastic. You can use um, and just kind of slide that underneath here. Let her go. That's Let her start the it. stream. Yeah. I,
1: I was and trying to get it a little cup, but apparently it, it's hard to do.
11: It can be. So I like those long ones that you use for, oh, I don't know. We use them for storing like bread and stuff uh, yeah. house. <laughs> But the long, uh, flat ones. And you just kind of slide that underneath her. Let her void and let her go for a few seconds. Then put it in the stream of urine. And you're going to be more apt to catch a more clean, free-catch sample. And that might be more meaningful for your, for your veterinarian.
1: Hi, everybody. This
6: is Frankie Avalon, and I love Animal Radio. Keep listening.
12: This is an Animal Radio News Update. I'm Stacey Cohen for Animal Radio. Emergency responders in the U.K. say a two-year-old basset hound picked the perfect time to learn how to use a phone. According to The Sun, the dog called 999. That's the British version of R911. He was choking on the phone's cord. The dog had reportedly knocked the phone over while his owners were away and he became tangled in the cord. Well, somehow he managed to dial for help while trying to free himself. Authorities heard heavy breathing on the other end of the call. They knew it wasn't an 800 number calling, and they ran in the home frantically searching for somebody inside while well, they wound up finding this dog with the phone cord wrapped around his neck, set him free, and he's eating treats and living happily ever after now. A Minnesota man is running into trouble with city officials in regards to his hundreds of reptilian roommates. The St. Paul Pioneer Press reports that Scott Nellis had been building his collection of 360 snakes, 60 lizards, and the hundreds of rodents and cockroaches. That he uses to feed his pets since 1996. Oh, I bet that house smelled so good. But now inspectors have declared that his house is unfit for human habitation. And they've ordered him to remove the reptiles. But what about the cockroaches and the rodents? A city attorney says a number of extension cords and drawers full of reptiles have created a number of fire hazards, and the excess amounts of ammonia from the animal waste have greatly lowered the home's air quality, not to mention the price. Nellis, however, is meeting with city officials today and hopes to convince them to change their minds. Authorities in Switzerland say they're looking for a suspect who's rather pig-headed. The UK's Orange News says a man recently threw three pig heads into a cake shop in Lucerne. Witnesses say the heads crashed into the displays causing pastries and blood to fly everywhere. The owner of the cake shop says the incident was clearly upsetting adding that all they could do was apologize to their customers. The suspect is also believed to thrown a pig head at a group of tourists. Police are now checking local farms to see if anybody's been buying a large number of pig heads. I don't know. Maybe they ought to look and see if any of these pigs are missing their heads. A man in England is hoping that his stolen parrot's Freddie Mercury impression will be the bird's ticket back home. Malcolm Booth tells his son his African gray parrot named Chico was recently taken from his home but he doesn't expect the separation to last very long, explaining that Chico has a habit of singing Bohemian Rhapsody. We, you know that song, We Are the Champions, and other hits by British rock icon's Queen. Booth says the bird's squawking doesn't really bother him because he's a big fan of the band, but he expects it's uh, not everybody's cup of tea. He hopes the entertainment drives the thieves up a wall so they have no choice but to return Chico to get a little peace and quiet. I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at Animal Radio. This has been an Animal Radio News Update. Get more at AnimalRadio.com. Hi,
10: this is Iron Chef Kat Cora on Animal Radio. Please adopt a pet.
7: But we all know Hale is not the bad dancer, he's a wonderful dancer. And like I normally say with my clients, you pick the music, I will tell you how to dance.
1: It's Animal Radio.
7: Wow, Vladi, you're quite the dancer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, man. and uh, you just mentioned I was I was flying to Michigan on vacation. You are wrong. I was flying to Michigan on business. Oh, really? My wealthy clients from wealthy. Michigan who I trained a few dogs five, six years ago, they've got a new puppy. They've got... Uh, uh, Pomeranian, and everyone in Michigan tried to train that dog without any results. So they sponsored my visit; they paid for traffic uh, fare, or it's just separate talk. Oh my gosh! And <laughs> it was a, it was a, like a war zone for me to flying to to Detroit eh, from Orange County. And um, after that, for hotel, and they paid a lot of money for me staying. I was four days working with that puppy. But boy, we got it. We made it. You fixed Mission their problem. Accompl- oh, I, fi- I, I, I fixed it to the degree they didn't even expect it, and they were so happy. They even gave me tips. So what was you the tip? puppy
11: doing? Yeah. What was, was wrong?
7: Well, their major concern was the puppy was... Running through invisible fans and never come back, and they were chasing it for days. But I told the people, this, ah, uh, ah, uh, uh, this is just the symptoms of the problems. You don't, you did not have a good relationship with your dog. You didn't have a bonding with the dog. So, you know, we started from a very behavior problem, excuse me, from obedience. We trained the dog on leash, off leash took it everywhere, and after that, I fixed that invisible fence. So they were very happy. Wow. And they paid a lot of money for that. Yeah, they people very wealthy. Their house in Michigan and the lake, uh, similar probably to, size-wise, to Microsoft uh, Headquarters, something like that. So
1: So you're telling me those people spent probably thousands of dollars to bring you out there, but the listeners can call right now at 1-866-405-8405 and talk to you free of charge. Is that what you're trying to tell me?
7: Yes, besides giving the numbers, because I've been told in America, you cannot ask how much you make, and you're not
1: supposed to give the answers. <laughs> in just a couple of seconds, we're going to talk ears, because sometimes you go to the vet, and they say, uh, you came in for this problem with your dog's ears, and you didn't need to do it. You could have taken care of this at home. No, they don't, they don't actually say that. They always <laughs> welcome you. With okay, so my cat is walking around scratching its ears and it's tipping its head sideways. Is this a sign that I should go to the vet or not? What's going on, Doc?
12: That's a very
11: good thing to think about. And you know, the big thing is with a lot of people, I see that they don't recognize when they need to go to the veterinarian for an ear problem. They kind of dismiss it. They don't recognize what's normal and abnormal. So we want to clarify that. And we're going to either save you a trip to the vet okay. or we're going to help get your pet there when they really need to. okay. Um, so the big thing is We're going to use the people's senses, the pet parents' senses and their own powers of observation along with maybe a good cleanser that you can use at home. And then we can help identify this problem or not uh, so the big thing is we want to watch it we're going to smell it we're going to rub it and we're going to clean it ooh that sounds it crazy sure does. doesn't it <laughs> but basically when you look at your dog's ear or cat you, we want to make sure that the head position is normal the head is straight and that he shouldn't be doing any unusual scratching or rubbing at the ears if they're scratching rubbing um, if they tip that head to the side like you said Hal yeah. that is a sign of an infection or a problem that needs to be address.
1: Wow. And what, why do they do that? Is It's just equilibrium?
11: or Well, partly it can be itchy. It can be uncomfortable. But yes, it can get down to the deeper part of the ear canal, and that can actually lead to a vestibular disturbance or basically an equilibrium problem where they kind of don't sense which way is up. So um, that's actually a more advanced ear infection, and we want to get that pet to the vet right away. Mm. Well, you know, my cat
2: doesn't tip his head. What he does is the head is straight, but one ear is straight out to the side. Well,
1: oh, he'll no, point, his, point is put, his ear Yeah, put his sideways. ear down.
11: one not? The ear will be up and the other one will be down. Is that a bad sign? But they yeah, don't Yeah, that tip. sure can. And now some pets will certainly have, uh, like just some dogs will have ears, one that might not stand fully and it's just kind of canted to the side. So that's a little different. But if normally the ears are erect and that you at one point notice that the ears tip to the side, yeah, that's something we need to take a look at. Um, the other big thing is really smelling. And you oh, know yeah. me, I love picking up odors in veterinary medicine. I think it's like the coolest I thing. I think that's why
1: you <laughs> sit next to Vlade all the time. I'm not sure.
9: Come on. Oh.
7: <laughs> <I know>. But <laughs> Use the f- f- French perfume, people. Oh, that's gentlemen. Oh, there you go. Okay, go ahead.
11: <laughs> yes. So, a good dog or cat ear should smell like a clean dog or cat. There's a little bit of a doggy odor, um, sometimes a little bit of that Frito foot thing you smell mm. um, when you smell a dog's feet. That's healthy and that's a normal odor. If we're picking oh. up anything that's actually kind of like a yeasty or what I kind of describe as an old man's dirty socks.
7: <laughs> oh my gosh, what, what is the topic we're talking about? Just you know all the bad things. You know, I understand yes. that. Right?
11: Yes, so Just. if it smells like your your father's old rotten sock that's you know, laying down <laughs> Down there in the laundry <laughs> chute. Um, oh, that that doctor, is a problem. <laughs>
7: Yeah, doctor, uh, why, why are some dogs just genetically predisposed to that? Like, uh, let's say, um, chocolate laps. I see it all the time in them. It's kind of breed related, or is it.
11: Sure. Uh, yeah. We do see a lot related? of retrievers will definitely have ear infections. Cocker spaniels, um, they're a breed that have a lot of ear problems. So you want to definitely get on board. Um, a Part of it is they're prone to more allergies, food allergies. Um, uh, they, can have, um, they can have keratinization disorders that can build up to more wax in the ear canal so all those things really are kind of tied together there
1: okay so we're watching it we're smelling it and what else should we do
11: we're gonna rub it (laughs) boy this sounds like a sex talk doesn't it it? But yeah, most dogs enjoy a good ear rub and and they're going to enjoy your, they may do that when you you put your finger in their ear. But if you hear crying, if you're hearing whining, or if when you rub the ear, that back foot on that same side comes up and they start scratching vigorously, Ah. that's a sign that there's a problem in that ear. So you want to get that baby to the vet.
1: Okay. What about cleaning it? Finding out what that stuff is in their ear.
11: Cleaning. Yeah. And we're going to use a non-medicated cleanser. Um, and you're going to basically find in a healthy ear, maybe a little bit of yellow or brown wax and, and just enough that comes up on a cotton ball on your fingertip. Not a lot. So if you're seeing anything oozy, anything that's got blood or kind of chunky brown clumps, what I term as Oreo cookie crumb uh, debris, that is an infection. And that's something that needs to be addressed.
1: Okay. So so we need to watch it, smell it, rub it, and clean it. We'll put all these tips over at the website so you can determine yourself if your animal's ear problem is something that needs to be taken care of by the vet or if it's something that you can take care of at home. one 405 We're going to the phones next.
0: You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at AnimalRadio.com. Log on, learn more. Fido Friendly Magazine
5: presents the 11th Annual Cross-Country Pet Adoption Tour. Get your licks on Route 66. Brought to you by media sponsor Animal Radio and companion sponsors Paws and Claws, Blackwood Pet Food, and Zymox. The tour travels from Los Angeles to Chicago from September 7th to October 13th, stopping at shelters along the way to support adoption events and to raise money for the shelters. Advocate sponsors Hands-On Gloves, Tito's Vodka, Rolf C. Hagen, and Buddy Belts, along with community sponsor Doggy Water to Go, help provide great prizes when you donate to spin our giant spinning wheel with all proceeds benefiting the shelter that day. Log on to FidoFriendly.com to learn where the tour stops near you. And who knows? You just might find your new forever friend.
0: Check out Animal Radio highlights. All the good stuff without the blah blah blah. Browse on over to animalradio.pet. It's Animal
1: Radio 1-866-405-8405. Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. Ernie Rodina, our horse expert with your horsey talk. Animal communicator, Joy Turner, bridging that gap. Dog father, Joey Villani. She's toting mm, some great giveaway. stuff from Wall. We have uh, Beverly on the phones. Hi, Beverly. You wanted to talk to animal communicator, Joy Turner.
13: I have an uh, 11-year-old yellow lab Rottweiler mix that's really dealing with a lot of pain with arthritis, and I've been trying a lot of different things on him, and I was just wondering if you could ask him, am I getting anywhere with any of this stuff that I'm using on him?
2: And would you tell me his name, please? Animals always love to be called by their names, just like we do. So okay. what's his name?
13: His name is PJ.
2: Okay, PJ says to tell you, and by the way, animals tend to be incredibly stoic a lot of the times. So, often they won't communicate exactly what they're really feeling, but PJ is really wanting to let you know it works all right, but he doesn't expect that anything is going to get very much better. Oh, no. And this really is a very common thing with animals. They tend to live very much in the moment, so they're not all that concerned, and they just sort of flow with the way it's feeling, and sometimes that's a good thing from our perspective, and a lot of times it's not, so... He just wants you to be able to do whatever you can to keep him comfortable, and he thinks he's really fine with what's going on. I know that seems weird from a human perspective, but, again, it's a quite common animal thing.
13: Well, I know they tolerate pain a little better than what we do, and I was just wondering whether or not he's, he's okay with what he has. I mean, if pain, is it bad?
2: No, he's, he says he's fine for now.
13: He's fine for now? Yeah. Okay. do you have enough time for one more question? What would you like to know? Right. I had spoken to you a few months ago, not referring to TJ, but to a cat that just came walking through my house as if she lived there before. And you had said to me, she said she did, but she wouldn't tell you what, where, where did she come from and what, what animal was she before she left, left me and now is back. Okay. Her name, her name is, I named her J-Lo.
2: Sure. Let me see what J-Lo has to say. And she does actually acknowledge that name. So that is a really good thing. And again, I'm going to kind of revert back to a common thing. Animals, as I said, tend to be very much in the present. And so for J-Lo, she says you have to think back very far. You have to think back to when you're very young. And she doesn't want to be with the family she was with. She really came looking for you. Does that answer your question? No, that's, that's fine. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for your call, Beverly. You're very welcome. Have a good day.
1: one 405 8405 to connect with the dream team. Yeah, I'm sorry.
3: Don't go nowhere because, you know, I had to bring this up. That This is perfect timing. But I think I need to talk to Human Resources on this show about joy. Oh.
14: Because last night,
3: <laughs> my dogs, okay, were staring up at the ceiling uh-huh. and then they would look at me and then they would stare up at the ceiling and they would look at me and I know she was talking to them. I know she was saying something. So, you know, we, we may have a little problem here, Joy. I'm sorry, but I got to talk to human resources about this.
2: Every now and then, especially seems like your kids, they just really want to have their say. And it's like, hey, we need to talk to you. So, Come on over here
1: and talk to us. Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. Vlade, the world famous Russian dog wizard. Joey Volani, the dog father. Animal communicator, Joey Turner and Ernie Rodina. Is this your first week? Welcome.
15: I'll tell you what, it's just great to hear Joy talking about this communication thing because it's got the buzz just going crazy about it.
14: Penny your party animal coming back at you. One quick question to throw your way. Whatever happened to the doghouse? I don't mean the sofa after you've had it out during dinner over what you were going to watch on TV that night. Uh, Survivor versus One Tree Hill. Not that doghouse. We all know that doghouse is alive and well. A buddy of mine just uh, bought a new place. we visiting him this past weekend. He takes me out to show me where Thor's room is. Uh, and Thor's room, to be honest with you, is what I would call the back patio. Huge awning, big sofa bed, plush, very comfortable. Uh, this whole area to meander about. And it got me to thinking about when I was a kid, uh, almost every backyard had that really cool, just kitschy, cool doghouse way in the corner. And it was exactly, that. I mean, it was a little small for some of the dogs, sometimes pretty big for some of the other dogs. And it would have their name over the roof. And, uh, I mean, sure, back then we thought, oh, when it pours and rains, they must run it. They never stopped to think how much the dog might love it in there. They don't need to be upgraded to the the bridal suite. I don't know that a lot of the – I think the animal communicators out there, as much as I think that's farcical, they might tell you, you know, uh, I'm looking at Spot here, and uh, I think he needs some space. I think he wants some distance from you guys. And, uh, you know, on the back patio – he could hear you squabbling over the O'Reilly factor and it's not really working for him. The back patio? Please don't let the doghouse go the way of even the the, the birdhouse or the treehouse. Some other guys I know pointed to the fort they had uh, in the backyard for their kids and it was completely prefab. It was not just those planks wedged into the tree that really weren't even safe. With the ladder just being planks of wood, nailed into the tree kind of haphazardly and uh the fire department uh needing to be called just to get the kids a- this is this is what youth was in the 70s no you weren't safe in that tree house in the backyard and he didn't want to be uh and yeah the doghouse was a little bit small for the dog and maybe he did get a little bit scared during thunderstorms but it was better than him hearing the two of you make love i'm viddie pen your party animal baby Hello, this is
10: Jane Goodall on Animal Radio, and i just like everybody to realize that each day you live, you make some difference on the planet, and you can choose what kind of difference you're going to make, and hopefully every day you'll try to make the world a little bit better for people, for animals, and for the environment.
16: Here is today's top automotive news story. I'm Nick Miles. This year marks the 70th anniversary of Abarth and the 120th anniversary of Fiat. In celebration, Fiat has introduced a new Scorpion Sting graphic for the Fiat 124 Spider Abarth. Starting at $25,390, the Fiat 124 is the most affordable roadster in its class, and you can add the Scorpion Sting appearance group for $395. To find your new Fiat, see our reviews at ourautoexpert.com
0: think o'reilly auto parts for all of your car care needs we're close convenient and known for our guaranteed everyday low prices and excellent customer service for professional parts people you can trust stop by your local o'reilly auto parts today o'reilly auto parts better parts better prices every day celebrating the connection with our pets this is animal radio featuring veterinarian dr debbie white groomer joey villani news director Lori brooks And now, from the Red Barn Studios, here are your hosts... Hal Abrams and Judy Francis
1: and your dream team Ernie Rodina is our horse expert animal communicator Joy Turner dog father Joey valani is your groomer Vladdy, the world famous Russian dog wizard and Dr. Debbie Vlade back from a much undeserved vacation last week you actually got in trouble on the airlines
7: is that correct? No they got in trouble with me and the airplane because you know they tried just to pick up the fight with me at every stop and it was a four stop Full fights. Oh, will you
1: tell us about it a little <laughs> later on? Sure,
7: I will. <laughs> I can't wait. I
1: definitely will. Okay, also on the show, The Season of Stars continues. Unbelievable. I want to just, can I go down the list real fast of who we've had on? Betty White, Billy Dean, Margaret Cho, Elaine Boozler, Davy Jones before he passed, Frankie Avalon, Carrie Annaba, Prince Lorenzo Borghese, uh, let's see, NASCAR's Corey Joyce, Christian Chenoweth. Am I missing anybody?
2: I think you got everybody.
1: <laughs> Coming up, we we have Eddie Money, Lyle Lovett, Kevin Costner, and the Bellamy Brothers all within the next few weeks. All of them love their animals and want to share their stories. Today, Doug Gray from the Marshall Tucker Band will grace us with his presence. He's a kitty lover, believe that or not. A lot of guys admit that they love cats. I believe his animals are Cheech and Chong.
12: Yes, and Cheech two and
1: kitties. <laughs> two kitties, Cheech and Chong, Persian kitties. And uh, he's on the way right here on Animal Radio. Also, Joey Vellani today will tell you how to get rid of that smell that you're brachycephalic? Brachycephalic. brachycephalic? brachycephalic. Brachycephalic. dog. And that means, of course, that they have that crunched up face like they've been chasing parked cars. If you have one of those dogs and their face smells, he'll have tips for you. Boy, it's hot in the studio. <laughs> Open the window over there. I feel like a prisoner in this studio sometimes.
2: I know. It seems like it's getting smaller <laughs> with all these people in it.
1: Speaking of prisoners, have you ever had this experience maybe where you have your brand new little puppy and you're concerned about letting them out of the backyard or going on walks or anything because you don't want them to be exposed to what's out there? It's sort of like an overprotective mother. And I, I can explain well, that.
12: Before they've had their baby Sure.
2: Yeah.
7: I spent
1: from like when I was born to 16 locked in my house because my mom <laughs> didn't want me going out and getting in That's trouble. That's
7: so unsocial.
1: That's exactly why I'm a unsocial and that can snappy make, can, that can make some dogs pretty unsocial too couldn't it doc
11: yeah it sure could and that's actually what i do call the backyard prisoners and it, it's a very misguided effort that a lot of pet owners will try to do to protect their pet from infectious disease in the idea that keeping them in the backyard will avoid exposure to any potential infectious disease um, but what it actually does is it creates a real problem, both behaviorally and, um, you know, come into the vet office or even the groomer. Um, and love I'm sure it, love Lada it, love it, love agree. it.
7: Love it. Let me kiss you just for a bit. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. You're just, just telling me just uh, honey on my heart. So keep, go- keep going.
11: please. Oh, well, this is actually something that, you know, in practice and very early on, I had a lot of fellow practitioners, you know, tell people this. And it's just not the way we want to think anymore. So we do want to be cautious. And, you know, we have to keep in mind that puppies do have immune system that's developing. So they get immunity from mom when they're born, and that'll wear off between six to 16 weeks of age, which is important to be smart and not expose them to bad things, but it's also the golden period of socialization. And as Vlad would agree, uh, yes, don't kiss my ring, please. Um, <laughs> that is the time when we want to get him exposed to those unusual, noisy things. New dogs, other pets, uh, noisy people, all those things.
7: And probably this misconception comes from the point because American society means ladies were pushed long ago to the point that they were telling them so breastfeeding is the bad thing. You have to get some synthetic milk. But people, if you get... Get this puppy from reputable breeder and this puppy was sucking the mom's milk. That dog has a natural protection like the doctor says. Once it's vaporating, yes, it's a very wise idea to vaccine him, but don't be too cautious. Otherwise, you're going to be hurt for another people, hurt for another dog's. Keep going, Doctor. I love what she's saying.
11: I've taken Uh, my uh, dogs out when they were puppies, and I take them out to places that we're going to expose them to later. So as a pup, I took my dog out to the lake. I took him out to the forest. I took him out to the mountains. Now, I was smart. I didn't take him where all the other dogs congregated. Exactly. But we wanted him getting out by the sights and the sounds and exposure to those things.
7: What about Toys R Us? What about uh, maybe a huge grocery store like uh, Kroger? What I was doing, I was having Doctor some blank. I put my doggy on this blanket, and I have a, treats in my hands, and I was harassing the people, as I always do. <laughs> Could you approach, give my dog some treats? That's what I did all the time.
11: That's a great idea. Now, the thing I would not advise, and, and you have to be cautious. You have to pick the right situation. That's great to socialize to people. What I wouldn't recommend is take that puppy into PetSmart or to those big box um, pet stores. Oh, really? Because the, that is going to be the spot where there's a lot of dogs. You don't know those dogs' immune systems. Exactly. What vaccines they've had. So you want to avoid those group areas. Stay away from the dog parks with the puppies. Stay away from the community parks where all the other doggies are brought along. Um, and definitely stay away from the pet stores until they're fully vaccinated.
7: And as alternative, if some of your neighbor Mike or neighbor Kathy or mother-in-law or someone who you know have a dogs, so which you know healthy and in the good shape, this is the great idea to bring the puppies in and let them socialize. Of course, I always try to be breed profile. I don't want to have any problems, so I always like stupid golden labs because they're just goofy. (laughs) They're not going to do anything to the puppies.
1: (laughs) You don't want to be too overprotective of your animals like my mom was to me. And just isolating them in the yard doesn't guarantee that they can avoid any infectious diseases anyway, does it, Doc?
11: No, it doesn't. And I've had pets where um, they've come in and they've actually gotten Parvo sitting in their own backyard because people were, they were trying to live under this lifestyle of, you know, not take the puppy out. And we can bring things like Parvo in on our shoes. Um, Wildlife can bring in it and parasites and infectious diseases. So, you know, it, it. doesn't uh, prove to be 100% effective, this uh, backyard prisoner technique.
7: And my last thought is in the Midwest, uh, Michigan and Chicago area where I worked, uh, vets were on the site, which as Dr. Davis said, they're not too protective too much. However, here in California... And even Las Vegas area, I see the vice versa. And in those areas, I see much more social, uh, like a behavioral based problems as aggression toward another people or dogs, just because of the lack of socialization. Because when the puppy goes through the critical stages, you got to fulfill it or you're going to pay the price. One eight six
1: six four zero five eight four zero five. If you have a question about your animals, now's the time to call. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by the grain free Red Barn Naturals, canned food for dogs and cats. It's always made in the USA with natural, functional ingredients to support your pet's optimal health. You could learn more at redbarninc.com. And thank you, Red Barn, for underwriting Animal Radio. And we go to Angela. Excuse me. Hi, Angela. How are you? Uh, hey, fine. How are you? Good. I understand you want to talk to Joey Volani.
8: Yes, sir. What's going on? Uh, well, I've got a cat who just loves to be groomed to the point that uh, when I'm not home, my mother's taking care of her. Uh, you know, the cat meets her at the door, runs up on the, to the kitchen counter and jumps up there. My mother gives her a can of food, and she may or may not eat the food before she runs through the pet door into the garage and jumps up on the grooming table to wait for my mother to brush her. Uh, and I'm, I'm explaining all this because, you know, this is not a cat that doesn't like to be groomed. Uh, The problem I'm having is, you know, uh, the the table is a plastic patio table and chair. Uh, I use like a rubber curry brush, like really for a horse i got a couple of those because they really get the undercoat out really great. The hair flies. But the problem is uh, the cat is getting little shocks that I don't know about from static electricity. And, uh, you know, if I don't notice the tail twitch or the little kitty evil eye, uh, she thinks I'm intentionally doing it, (laughs) and she will actually, you know, if I don't catch her little signal, she'll bite me. Is there any way to cut down the static electricity while she's being brushed? Because she'll sit there and, and love you to brush her for 20 or 30 minutes.
3: Now, I, I got a question for you. It's a short cat, obviously. Yes, sir. The, the, the table that you're using, you say, has a plastic top? It's a solid plastic table on a concrete floor. I think that you're getting the static off of the plastic off the table. But you know what? Instead of changing all that, I got a very, very simple solution. You know what dryer sheets, bounce dryer sheets... Uh-huh. Yeah. What you're gonna you, what you're gonna do is you're gonna take one of them before you groom your pet, and you're gonna rub the cat down with the dryer sheet. And what that's gonna do it's gonna eliminate the static, so you're gonna be able to brush and comb your cat with no problems. It's a trick that we actually use in dog shows in certain certain times of the year um, when it's a little drier out. You'll get more static, so what'll happen is is you'll get a lot more flyaway hair. And we do that as well, and absolutely we'll take care or static you, you, your cat won't be upset you'll be happy and it actually makes them smell good okay great downy you say bounce any type of dryer dryer sheets that you get the ones the sheets that you throw in the dryer just put that okay just, so any brand just any, just brand, just just any dryer sheet should I, should I rub the tape plastic table with it too or just the cat I would just rub the cat. I mean it it could it couldn't hurt. I mean I've never rubbed down the table before, so I so I honestly don't know, but I know if you do if you do rub the cat with it, it will absolutely positively eliminate the static. Oh thank
8: you. You've made both me and my cat very happy. Thank
3: you. That that's why I'm here to make you guys happy.
1: Thanks for your call today. Let us know how that works. Dogs or cats,
4: horse or emu, animal. Are people too. In Long Island, a dog named Bentley took his owner's car for a joyride and ended up crashing into a coffee shop. The 50-pound dog's owner, musician Brian Mayer, said he just wanted to keep his best friend warm, so he left his car running while he ran into the Cool Beans Coffee House to sign up for an open mic night. The next thing I knew, Mayor explains, I looked up to see my van coming at me in the window with Bentley in the driver's seat grinning at me. Luckily, there were no injuries, although a window and some patio furniture were damaged. Bentley seemed to enjoy the ride, wagging his tail happily after he got out. The owner of the coffee shop took it all in stride, calling Bentley a really sweet dog. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animal our people to animal radio hi this is joy behar on animal radio please
1: spay and to your pets yeah puppy pads are convenient but sometimes they're really gross that's why the animal radio studio stunt dog ladybug uses the brilliant pad self-cleaning puppy pad we love how it handles number one and number two It seals away the waste and replaces dirty pads for us. Brilliant Pad keeps our home clean and smelling fresh. All we do is replace the roll once every few weeks. And the process is fast and clean. In fact, Ladybug gives it five paws up. Learn more about it at brilliantpad.com. Celebrating our connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. And your dream team. I'm talking about who you talking about. I'm talking about Ernie Rodina, our horse expert, animal communicator Joy Turner, dog father Joey Volani, Vlade, the world famous Russian dog wizard, and Dr. Debbie, all here at your beck and call. And uh, that's such a deal, I'll tell you, if you have a problem with your animals, now is the time to put your fat little fingers in the phone and dial us at 1866 405 8405 free medical advice, free veterinary advice. Vlade, for instance, is a three-month waiting list to get him to come over to your house, but you can get right through to him right now. Or if you have a grooming question, of course, Joey Vellani. And he has a great tip coming up that's going to save you a little money. Now, is it called bronchiosphalic? Brachycephalic. Brachiosphalic. If you have one of these dogs and their face smells, and this happens a lot, apparently, and I, I don't have one of these dogs, so I don't know. They look like they've been you got to ch-
11: explain what it is, how. No, yeah. it's, it's, it's,
1: it's one the of the dogs squishy that look,
11: face. Dogs. They look
1: like they've been chasing parked cars, okay? If, if yes. you dog
11: looks
2: like... What if you have a cephalic grandmother? <laughs> that
11: is,
1: that is you know,
7: why Sharpe is so stinky.
11: I have a gross job. I deal with a lot of gross things in the veterinary world, but my sister's a nurse, and I tell you, her story's top mine any given <laughs> oh. day. Well, you,
1: you like your job. You actually got into it because you like the smells and the yucky stuff.
11: I do. I love it. And you know, the other day, I had a diabetic kitty that came in, and I was so upset because I did not pick up the odor... Of the diabetes on its breath. And it had an unusual type of diabetes where they did not have ketones, which is a type of a a byproduct. Um, So, therefore, it didn't have the smell. So, I said, My sniffer's still working today. Okay.
1: Well, I noticed when you check out the animals, especially like the the animals here at the studio, you not only do the whole visual thing, but you'll smell them too. You're all over that.
11: Yeah, I do. And, you know, it puts off a couple people, you know, when they see me sniffing their dog's ears or their skin. (laughs) But, you know, it's really, it's all about finding. Finding out what is wrong on every different aspect of the pet. So you if f- it's sight, smell, I don't taste. So no, you don't. I guess but you'll there. flip.
1: You'll flip the lips. I mean, you come into the studio and you'll flip everybody's lip just to make sure that we're all healthy <laughs> oh
7: my with gosh. a little rubber glove <laughs> and everything. you <laughs> g- 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 give me please my fr- my, my perfume from France. Here you go, yeah. got got Vlad. Vlad is
11: drooling over there. <laughs> <laughs> Vlad, I am afraid that you have infected my mind. <laughs> I actually quote you at times. I'll say "Ah," to my dog and my husband looks at me and goes, what are you doing? I'm saying, I'm talking to him. He's not getting away with that.
7: Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad you just worry about infecting your mind. Nothing else, you know. <laughs> We're too close to each other, you know. <laughs>
1: yeah, you being gone last week, her butts had a chance to heal.
7: Oh jeez! <laughs> oh my gosh, it was unbelievable, unbelievable venture for me tra- traveling back to the Michigan where I am from. I got the fight with the flight attendant, and the way in, in the way to Michigan. Ah! Did you get did, thrown
2: off the plane? Yeah, I didn't see it in the paper.
7: <laughs> I Get into the look, people. I mean, that was Minneapolis. I was, uh, was, I was uh, flying from uh, Orange County. They didn't have a uh, direct flight to Detroit from Minneapolis. It was Minneapolis crew, and that fly attended. It's bad enough. She was old and fat and ugly. (laughs) <laughs> oh. It's bad enough, but, you know, like uh, European, we, we, we kind of traveling. I know if you, 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 Dr. Debbie, was flying through Air France or Switzerland on Russian company. I used to have, a, you know, girls with, you know, like a short skirt and there was makeup. And Wait a everyone. minute. I'm
11: not dressing for your pleasure <laughs> on an airplane, Vlad. I'm just getting that clear right now.
7: I know. I know. But but make the long story short. And I ask her, you know, I want to I want to get some tea. You know, I, you know, I always drink the tea. Hold on. And she she looked at me like you were asking. uh, She was expecting me to ask the fries, I guess, or something, or popcorn. And I said, or whatever, and I just said, I want to get the tea. And and eventually she brought me tea, a little bit similar to Mika's urine, you know. And I said, look. (laughs) I said, look. uh, And after I started to really ask you, are you planning to, uh, why you put this tea into the plastic container, not in the paper? Because in the plastic, it's a cancer-producing activity. And she told me I'm a difficult passenger, and that all started, and I would complain to the captain about her. So that was the really unpleasant thing. But after that, it was Detroit crew from Minneapolis. Oh, I love it. I love it, girl. Ask me, Vlade, what you want? And I said, you know, I just made it in the shade, baby. I need just some Kool-Aid. And she was bringing me up. I was so happy. Yeah, you don't want to
1: be serving Vlade if you're ever in that uh, position where you have to serve him. Run. Call in six. Say you have cramps, okay?
9: Hey, it's alan cable with another dog tip i go to the dog park a lot sometimes i even bring my dog and i see people there communicating with their dogs like they would another person talking to them like they're human there's nothing wrong with that but just so you know your dog has no idea what you're saying your dog will never learn how to speak or act like a human but you can definitely learn to speak dog your dog watches you a lot he's studying your body language do you carry yourself like a strong confident and compact leader or do you get frazzled easily your dog is very sensitive to your state of mind. Dogs are always trying to find their place, to find themselves within a pack. If you're a strong, confident, secure pack leader, you make that job a lot easier for your dog. So your dog will be much calmer. We've all seen the dogs at the park that are barking constantly and acting like nervous wrecks. That's because they are. Most of the time, dogs like that have been forced into the position of being the pack leader. And that's just not comfortable for them. They need you to step up and be the pack leader. And how do you do that? Well, by learning to speak dog. Your dog watches what you do. He's not concerned with your words. So if he enters the house first, he's in charge. If he walks ahead of you on a leash, he's in charge. If he disrespects your space or other folks and jumps on you, he's in charge. If you let him bark like crazy and run amok, he's in charge. The question is, how do you become the pack leader? It all starts with leash training and knowing how to give your dog a correction, and only praising for the desired behavior. When he doesn't, you ignore him or you correct him. What is a correction? Pretty much it's like a tap on the shoulder. You're redirecting the dog's attention, putting him in the frame of mind you want him to be in. It's really important that you walk your dog, get all that energy out. It'll make him calmer and easier for you to train. You want him to walk at your side or behind you, not in front. Let your arm be relaxed down at your side. No tension. With a little slack so that you can flick your wrist when you need to and cause a correction. Of course, you're going to need a choke chain or something similar. You might have to correct him many times before he gets the idea he needs to walk Right by your leg and not pull But he will get the idea Use the heel command a lot Just that one word Just be consistent Don't lose your patience Be calm
16: Here is today's top automotive news story I'm Nick Miles Nissan has introduced the new 2020 Titan pickup With a bold design Including a first of its kind Hot Nissan badge With lava red accents Featured on the off-road ready Pro 4X model The 2020 Titan is not yet available for purchase But is expected to be available in early 2020 You can see images and get your information on the 2020 Titan via Nissan's social media accounts. To find your new Titan, check out our reviews at OurAutoExpert.com.
0: Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all of your car care needs. We're close, convenient, and known for our guaranteed everyday low prices and excellent customer service. For professional parts people you can trust, stop by your local O'Reilly Auto Parts today. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts. Better prices. Every day.
16: This is an Animal Radio News Update.
12: I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. Well, have you ever been to the airport and you had a dog go through your bags? Izzy's among a small number of luggage-inspecting beagles who live and work at the Kennedy Airport, though federal officials won't disclose the exact number of canines that are employed there. Technically, they're called a passive response dog. She's trained to sit whenever she smells one of several odors, like fruit, meat, plant, seed, or vegetable. With just one sniff, Izzy can determine whether a bag is worth searching, a seconds-long appraisal that would actually take human officers hours to do, given that about a million travelers pass through Kennedy Airport in a single month. During her three years of employment, she's found everything from duck tongues... Who would eat a duck tongue? (laughs) What in the world? They're so—I mean, aren't they small duck tongues? How big could a duck tongue be? I don't know. The pigs' feet and head—they find. I don't know who would eat that either. But the agro, you know, have you ever gone to like Circle K? You see those pigs' feet in a jar? Oh, the agricultural products vary according to the time of year. On average, about 28 pounds of food are collected every day, most of it from people who are trying to sneak in food from their native countries. Thank God that uh, peanut butter and jellies are staple here. The mild winters mean ticks have started stirring earlier this year as they wake from their dormant state and begin searching for meals of blood. The weather doesn't mean that there's going to be more ticks, but people should be aware of the parasites as they head out for hikes and climbs in this unseasonably nice weather. And as usual, people are advised, be careful during the peak Lyme season. That's in May and June. Dr. Ellen Friedman, she's a vet at the Newburgh Animal Hospital. She said she's already seen cats and dogs coming in with ticks, though it's a little too early to tell whether they've been infected with Lyme or some other diseases. But as with humans, infections are just treated with antibiotics. You want to watch and make sure there aren't those little black things that are stuck on your uh, pet's coat. I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update. Get more at AnimalRadio.com.
16: You're listening to Animal Radio.
10: Can't you see?
8: Oh, can't you see? What the? Been doing to me, can't you see? Can't you see what woman,
1: Oh, she been doing to me. Does that bring you back to the 70s like it does me, <laughs> Joey Valani? I know that uh, Marshall Tucker, a big band for you. I
3: think we worked them in the early 80s. I think
1: it's, it's very possible, they've gone through several incarnations, and the one mainstay of the whole band has been Doug Gray, the singer who obviously is, I'm going to be a little biased, is the best part of the band. So it's, uh-huh. it's still a Marshall Tucker band, and they have a <laughs> brand new cd coming out
4: no it's actually a vinyl they're actually
2: Holy doing moly. a record i know who does who records?
3: does records anymore that is uh, very cool yeah. That's i know very cool because nothing sounds like a record <laughs> i don't care what anyone <laughs> yeah. says records sound very missed. warm i
1: know kids these days don't have a clue they have yeah what's a record i'm gonna pull my old uh, record player out of the closet for one of these i think we're gonna have giveaways in just a couple of seconds but we welcome to the show doug gray doug how you doing
15: man i'm doing really good and uh, thanks for starting with that song that seems to be a mainstay for all us uh, older guys and sometimes younger girls that uh, <laughs> uh we go out and play for and you know what i'll let them sing that song now because it is traditionally turned into like the public outcry of marshall tucker band
1: uh, it's a timeless classic. it right? is so now tell us about your animals you have any
15: I do have some. I have uh, <laughs> I have two Himalayan Persian silver tips, okay, and uh, blue tips, they call them. And I have two of those, and uh, they're Cheech and Chong. Okay? <laughs> and that would be appropriate, because any time you see two little small brothers that are about a minute and a half apart, and they actually look like bookends if they lay together, Aww. which they do an awful lot. And I love those. And then uh, I have an outside cat that. Just refused to hang out inside, and he's called Bashful, mm-hmm. and he was—he's—we uh, got him from the uh, society down here. You know that the, they ain't no not telling what would happen to him, and uh, we have a, a dog, the wine Rhymer, that doesn't stay at my house. He stays with my daughter, and a little Yorkie.
1: What do these animals bring to your life? Uh, peace, serenity, muse for music, what
15: nerves. And uh, <laughs> uh, they, the nerve part is when your refrigerator starts slowing down because of the long hair that's on the oh, kitty. Yes. Okay. So, you know, that little fan down there starts going. Bruh, yeah. Bruh. But then I say, you know, it's time to get them fixed. And I, I, sh- I actually shave those kitties. I found that uh, I don't do it, but the girl at the place does it. And she says, uh, she says, you know, they act a lot different. And they honestly do. Some people like to watch. Them and, and be fully groomed out and, and feeling good, but these two kitties are like—they become my best friends when I come home, and they—they mm-hmm. they jump up and follow me around. Now, if they're real, they're real sluggish with all that hair. Mm. And I can understand. I've had long hair on my ever since I got back from Vietnam. <laughs>
1: Doug, I want to introduce you to the team here. I have Doctor Debbie to my left, Vladi, the world famous Russian dog wizard, dog father Joey Volani, who actually may have worked with you. Also, have animal communicator Joy Turner right here. And Joy, I believe you've been talking to the animals.
2: I have, and I can't make that sound because my tongue doesn't do that rolling R thing. But your Persians don't call themselves Persian
15: cats. What
2: do they call and themselves? How? can you do that? <laughs>
15: They call them yeah, like take that. Practice.
2: They actually—they want to know if they can be a bigger sign in your music somehow. Oh, they so, want to be a muse. Yeah, they would like to. For instance, maybe have their pictures places because they—the cats think they are just like the end all to end all about beauty and handsomeness and. <laughs>
15: Make make cats. Sense
2: and all of those <laughs> kinds of things. Uh,
15: I think they learned from some of my, and you're talking to be able to talk to them from one of my old bloodhounds that I used to have. I lived in a different house back in uh, a house years ago, and one of my uh, bloodhounds was named Blood. We actually had him brought in from, uh, I think it came from Europe, and when he, well, I didn't even know where he was coming from, but I wanted one really bad. He's a young, quite uh, industrious uh, young pup is a bloodhound. And um, he came in and I was outside. And you know, I think they wanna know each other a lot of times. I don't really know this to be true, but it's like they look at me and say, God, I'd like to do what that little kitty did at that time, scratch my arm. And I'm sitting down there and, and the bloodhound, which was called blood. Okay, to make the story really cool Mm -hmm. because he was really called Blood. And I lived in a subdivision then where you run down the little alleyway in the back and the houses are faced up, one's facing, both of them are facing to the rear. And Blood got out of his place that we were keeping him young and just says he did. And I'm one running down the back way with my arm bleeding, which oh. comes from the kitty and me falling over into the trash. Right? <laughs> and the kitty scared me to death. I thought he was kind of like this big rodent that was chasing me around. And uh, I fell over, cut my arm, and I'm running down there holding my arm up in the air. I had long hair. I'd been at the pool and I'm screaming. I'm going blood, blood, come back, blood. <laughs> and so the police got called on me. My arm... <laughs> I was holding it up in the air. I don't know what these people would think, but I think these kitties really re- you know, they weren't around then, but I think they they kind of connected to him because they look at me like, oh, God, don't start hollering blood again. <laughs> for some reason, they like my armpit, and, and that's one of what, the what things. What is with that, that? So does Hal's I, cat. I, I don't know, but you know, it's a good feeling as long as you don't roll over. <laughs> Hal's
2: cat does the same thing to him. That's yeah. so
1: strange. Start nibbling on my armpit for some reason. It's a little gross. Yeah,
15: yeah well, it's, it's weird. It's more weird than gross. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. if they're going to try to do it, it scares me a little bit, and it's kind of like, I think that they know, I find it extremely humorous that they do something like that, but burying in like that's kind of funny.
1: Do you think you're more of a cat person or a dog person?
15: I think I'm probably a cat person. That's
1: cool. You know, we talked to a lot of, I think over the season of the stars, a lot of the celebs have said that they're mostly dog people. Well,
2: I I think guys don't like to admit
4: that they're a cat person.
15: Well, I I don't understand that because the kitties, you can more or less feel them and read what they're saying. I can Mm -hmm. And I can see what they're saying or if they want something. And they have a little subtle way of going, ow. And if they do a big, long ow, that means, hey, man, check me out. Mm -hmm. You know, that kind of thing. And I don't know that they really talk to me that I think they give me signals and uh they're less than 3 years old so they you know they're kind of sitting their ways I have to put their uh, out overlooking the back deck and I put the two dining room chairs together facing each other and then I slide them together and one gets on the other one and it. If- both of the chairs are not facing each other uh, as they look out the window. They they both won't get up in the chair. Okay? <laughs> they won't get in one chair. So they're, you know, finicky is the word, but uh, beauty is what's, that's when I looked at them and I said, y'all look like bookends and they both kind of looked at <laughs> me. And You know, they don't, They don't respond with their mouth very much. You know, if cats had lips, we'd be in a better place. Yeah,
1: we're with Doug Gray. Marshall Tucker Band is the band. And, uh, of course, uh, we're talking about Cheech and Chong, which uh, brings me back to the 70s also. And uh, some of the music that I heard during the 70s. I'd like to go ahead and give away one of these CDs to 10 listeners. We have the brand new Marshall Tucker Band CD and this is a like a greatest hits CD and it's also out on vinyl uh, we're not giving away the vinyl. You can get this at your, your local record store. Uh, you might well, have to hunt that down, yeah?
12: Or their website. There's or the website? website? We can get yes. at the website, too.
1: Yes. Doug Gray, we're so glad you spent time with us today, so much time. And uh, go give Cheech and Chong some big old
15: hugs from all of us, will you? Oh, I can certainly do that. And if I can never do anything, y'all know where to find me, okay? So
1: we have the website, marshalltucker.com, and the CD is called The Marshall Tucker Band Greatest Hits. I have 10 copies at one 405 405 right now. Uh, You can get it from the website or uh, any one of these stores that still has vinyl on their shelves, I imagine.
5: Fido Friendly Magazine presents the 11th Annual Cross-Country Pet Adoption Tour, Get Your Licks on Route 66, brought to you by media sponsor Animal Radio and companion sponsors Paws and Claws, Blackwood Pet Food, and Zymox. The tour travels from Los Angeles to Chicago from September 7th to October 13th, stopping at shelters along the way to support adoption events and to raise money for the shelters. Advocate sponsors Hands-On Gloves, Tito's Vodka, Rolf C. Hagen, and Buddy Belts, along with community sponsor Doggy water to go help provide great prices when you donate to spin our giant spinning wheel with all proceeds benefiting the shelter that day log on to FidoFriendly.com to learn where the tour stops near you and who knows you just might find your new forever friend
1: this is Animal Radio hey Alan welcome to the show
8: yeah my mom's dog was following my mom yesterday like vacuuming and a dog. Something
11: in the eye. The dog's eye. Like, and the batter. dog died. Oh, uh, in the dog's eye. Oh, in the dog's eye. Yeah, oh my I, I, gosh. Okay. And so, what is the doggy doing right now? The
8: doggy is like trying to like get something out of the dog's eye. It's not getting out. And okay. then my mama
11: is wondering what should she do to get it out. So um, he's rubbing at the eye, scratching at the eye. Yeah. Okay. And is he squinting in it and holding it closed? Yeah. All right. The first thing I'm going to tell you is that anytime a dog has um, squinting in the eye, that means there's, there's pain there. So there's discomfort. So my best recommendation is to get him evaluated by a veterinarian because we want to make sure he doesn't have any kind of abrasion on his eye, um, which would be termed a corneal ulcer. So that's the hard thing. When you have a squinting eye, you can have that from pain of any sort, um, but an ulcer can be very serious. So we don't want to delay that and um, do home care if we're in that level of discomfort for the eye. Now, certainly in the short term, the things I would do um, in any emergency kit for people at home with dogs, when we're talking about eyes, I want some contact saline rinse that you would use for your, your family members that might have contacts. You can use that as an eye irrigating solution to loosen things that might be under the eyelids or any kind of particulates, any kind of dust or anything like that that might be in the eye. That's perfectly safe for dogs to use that. Now, that being said, you can also use things like artificial tears that are also sold in the contact lens aisle. Um, Refresh brand tears is just one of the types of tears that you can put in to help kind of make the eyes feel more comfortable. But that's a short-term thing. If that baby's eye is red, squinting, and we're uncomfortable, you really need to get the baby into the veterinarian and very likely we'd want to do something called a corneal stain. And it's a type of a stain technique that we put um, this dye on the eye, and it helps to outline any kind of scratches or ulcers that could be on the surface of the eye. Um, if we have something like that, there's a certain regimen, certain type of treatment that needs to be done. So that's why it's so important to see your vet if we're in that kind of category of things. Um, and definitely, I'd say at this point, you said this is already the day later that the eye is hes still squinting? Yeah. Yeah. So I'd say uh, you know that would definitely be a timeline that I'd I'd get the baby to the veterinarian. I just don't like there's some situations where it's good and there's a lot of tips you can do at home, but there's that point where we cross the line where we are maybe not doing the pet the best by them if we're delaying seeing the veterinarian. And and I'd have to say this this warrants a call uh, to get the baby in. So tell your mama that I said.
1: (laughs) Gotta go. Thanks for your thanks for your call, Alan just got a facebook for vladi and they want to know how to raise a deaf dog a dog that cannot hear how
7: do you raise a deaf dog in one in one sound bite to get another dog who would teach that dog the proper tricks that would Ooh. be easiest things for me to do that's pretty good that's uh, i hadn't thought about that are they tougher to train deaf dogs it is because you need to use hand signals and using a lot of positive reinforcement and sometimes you do corrections, but you got to first use your body as the whole machine. For instance, let me give me examples. If you want your dog set, make the like a sharp lean over the shoulders where your teeth almost goes to the close to the neck oh. don't bow like Barack Obama did in the past no just stay taller like a tall and um, you know the dog doesn't sit you use the leash and 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 pull the dog in the position give the treats you know you can use also uh, hand signal as to raising your hand as you do if you don't like something move forward moving forward means assertiveness you would like to Invite the dog coming to you. Why don't you go backwards and a little bit kneel down? That's the sign of friendliness. You don't like it? Forward. You wanna follow? Backwards. You want the dog seat? Lean over the shoulders. That's the few things, and uh, there are so many subtleties. But again, there is a difference between hard work and easy work. In order to do the easy work, get another dog who will teach your dog how to handle the things around. Will be the best friends and the best buddies and the best relationship. You take Mika with you whenever you go to somebody's house to train dogs. I noticed. Yes, Mika becoming like a model dog. For instance, (laughs) if the family, yes, if the family have a kids. You know, the kids is always mom gets those pets for their kids and stuck with them themselves. Of course, it's never business for their husbands, husbands never home. So I come in and just I say, Look, mother, if you're not going to make sure, sh- I want to make sure the kids are involved in the training. Oh, they don't want to. I say, Look, let's give them great example. I got to teach your kids to get control over the Mika. And the Mika loves the kids. And one of the reasons she loves the kids because. I always socialize her with the kids as the positive things. She always was around the kids, mm. especially if she loves little girls. So anyway, uh and that's what my upset was with the dog bites because I had a few kids who <laughs> fingers, Sorry for saying that on the air. Just in her butt, doctor, just uh, oh, they pulled the tail and put the fingers oh. on because the kids were very curious. That's really, that's really. Mika, poor Mika, screamed, never even thinking to bite anyone. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, I so, would bite. <laughs> So you would that to me. I would bite. Look in Russia. It's, in Russia, it's a, it's a standard procedure. Every man goes to the doctor one time oh. per month, and they put the finger in your butt and they do massage. It's called prostate massage. And uh, doctor, do you know that? That's procedure. Oh, sure. Yeah, we dogs? do that to co-
11: we do that collecting urine samples. But you know what? As long as you didn't like have to leave a twenty after the visit. <laughs> <laughs> oh
7: boy. Yeah, I, I'm sure you're enjoying that procedure but it's a different topic. <laughs> okay, w- w- what were I talking about? Hold on, what am I thinking? I have no
1: idea what we're talking Hey, listen, if you want to send us an email, yourvoiceatanimalradio.com, you can also send us your questions on Facebook at Animal Radio or tweet us at Animal Radio. Have a great week.